before we get into today's episode of Ringer FC, where we're going to be previewing the Premier League season, you should really, because, you know, like this website employs us, the ringer.com is a great website. There's a lot of good content on it right now, especially one really good piece by our own Ryan O'Hanlon about the unnecessary misery of Jose Mourinho's Manchester United. It's honestly, it made me really sad to read it, but you should read it. It's very good. Also, with football season coming up, you should definitely be checking in on the Ringer NFL show podcast feed. Robert Mays and Kevin Clark going gonzo around the world, going to different training camps, talking to people, recording their pods in cars. It's great. Let's get into it. Yo, 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 yo! Welcome to Ringer FC. Brand new season. Slightly new lineup. This is, of course, Donnie Kwok, <laughs> East Coast Bureau Chief at The Ringer. And I'll be your new regular host. You can call me the Maurizio Sari to Chris Ryan's departing Antonio Conte. <laughs> of course, Chris is not lounging on an Italian beach somewhere. You'll still hear him on The Watch, Rewatchables, Recapables, various NBA shows. And even on this very podcast in the future... So worry not, Chris Ryan fans. For now, thankfully, I retain my key players, the XG god, Ryan O'Hanlon. What's up, Ryan? What player does that make me? <laughs> Murata, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> you're underestimating your ability, right? Yeah, you're, 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 you're giving up the nine shirt for the 29 shirt when you don't really need to, you know? <laughs> and that's the voice, of course, of our mercurial playmaker, Micah Peters. I guess Micah would be his Ross Barkley. Wow. Wow. <laughs> Danny Drinkwater. Wow. Wow, guys. Wow. All right. Anyway, just, just to update you guys, we will be recording new episodes of Ringer FC every other Tuesday for the duration of the European season. Per usual, we'll be talking about all the major happenings in world football, La Liga and Serie A with Cristiano Ronaldo kickoff next weekend, and the Bundesliga with Christian Pulisic the week after that. But first... Our focus is on the Premier League, which, believe it or not, begins this Friday when Manchester United host Leicester City. Before we get into our preview, we have a cool little trick we're going to do. Let's talk about the season in general, uh, Ryan and Micah. First of all, are you guys ready for football to be back? <laughs> I like how that look at that, look at that pregnant pause right there. Are you ready for football to be back? I'm kind of ready for everybody to go back to hating each other. Uh, instead of basking in like, you know, the warm glow of World Cup football. Yeah. It feels like it never went away. Yeah. yeah that's how <laughs> I, I mean, I guess the better question is, are the players themselves ready for football to be back? Uh, Chelsea everyone's definitely talking about this, this, <laughs> Everyone's talking, I, you can already read the headlines like a month from now about the World Cup hangover and this guy's underperforming and this team isn't doing as well as they could be because their players are all tired. I mean, do you think that's going to be you know, a reality in the next coming weeks? I think the, I mean, some teams are definitely going to be missing players for the first couple of weeks and that that's obviously going to make a difference. But I think, I think the World Cup hangover is sort of an easy crutch um, right. to just use if it's a certain cliche. player is underperforming because there are plenty of guys who play in the World Cup and that are great. But I think statistically, the champions actually have less points following a World Cup. So there is sort of a league-wide depression that happens. So I guess there's like a league-wide hangover in a way, which means it's not, it can't really be an excuse for anyone if it's affecting everyone. Right. 
Well, Harry Kane will have a convenient excuse when he doesn't score in August. <laughs> the, other, the other big change uh, for this season is the transfer deadline, usually at the end of the month. For the Premier League, is this Thursday, August 9th at noon Eastern. For the rest of the European leagues, it's still the end of the month. So, Ryan, what do you think? How is that going to affect things, do you think? It's another convenient excuse for Tottenham um, <laughs> <laughs> for when they don't buy anyone. Uh it seems to me like teams weren't prepared for this because there just really haven't been that many big money Premier League transfers and that's what the Premier League does because there's so much money in the Premier League now. I think I think we could be in for a, an insane deadline day with the deadline being the day <laughs> the season starts and a lot of teams seemingly still trying to get a lot of business done. Yeah. I just thought of dildos on Sky Sports, sorry. <laughs> but, but you're just imagining like in the run-up to noon on Thursday, like a bunch of players moving last second, desperation moves and and big-name players being sold? Well, yeah. Also, I mean, like say for instance, and I know I just, I was poking fun at Chelsea because of the community shield because, I mean, sorry, was missing like six or seven first-team players and they looked leggy against City, but... They had been looking at Stoke City's Jack Butlin and Sevilla's Sergio Rico uh, for the goalkeeping position with the whole Thibaut Courtois thing going on. And then because Courtois like did a runner <laughs> and they needed to get a keeper, <laughs> um, they it kind of worked out for them because they managed to get Kovi uh, Kovacic um, on yeah. a loan. Hasn't been confirmed yet, I don't think. Yeah. But it seems like it's going to happen. Yeah, but I mean, like also spending 71 million pounds on the keeper from Athletic Bilbao is... You mean Keppa the keeper? Keppa the keeper, yeah. <laughs> well, it just seems like like Liverpool has done all most of their business. Arsenal has done most of theirs. City have bought one player and then... United you know, bought Fred, Fred, Fred. Fredgy. <laughs> Tottenham haven't bought anyone, and Chelsea have. At this point, they've still only bought uh, Jorginho, and that's just, you know, we know the top six is insanely competitive, and individual players can make a big difference. And it seems, it just seems wild to me that there's been so little movement among those yep. teams. Yeah, you have to imagine United are going to do something. Harry Max. I mean, <laughs> like, honestly, I I have no idea. Harry, well, no, I mean, like, the, the, it seems to be, like, the reports coming out of that, uh, the board wants Harry Mags and Mourinho wants Alderweireld. And it's just kind of like, why would you want the 29-year-old that, you know, just came off of injury? <laughs> I think that's when you see that your future at a certain place will be ending soon. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Season three Mourinho incoming. Yeah. Yeah. We'll be getting into more in depth into that as we begin our actual preview. And for this preview, the trick I mentioned before, we've cribbed an idea from Bill Simmons and his annual NBA over under preview podcast. For the Premier League, we'll be looking at the predicted point totals and table finishes based on sportingindex.com's betting odds and then determining whether we feel the teams in question will finish higher up the table lower down the table, or at the same place. Does that make sense to you guys? Yeah, makes yeah, sense to us. Makes sense to Hopefully, <laughs> better make Hopefully sense you prepared yeah. for this exercise. <laughs> okay, so we're going to go in alphabetical order, and higher, lower, or the same. We'll start with the Arsenal, who Sporting Index has in sixth place. Of course, last year they also finished in sixth place. The big story, obviously, is Unai Emery has come in to replace Arsene Wenger. 
What do you guys think? Arsenal six. That's outside of the Champions League places, of course. I'm going to say higher because one, they're not going to finish lower than sixth unless there is just some sort of unthinkable disaster, basically, that ends up with Unai Emery probably getting fired midseason. Um, and I think I think Arsenal were better last year than, than we thought um, based on their underlying numbers. I think... Unai, the defense is the big issue. Um, their attack was basically as good as Liverpool's, as good as Tottenham's, as good as anyone other than Man City's last year. That's not a problem. Aubameyang's been quietly incredible. Um, since, since he came to the team, he just still scoring at an insane rate. But Arsenal, ten goals in thirteen games. And Arsenal, <laughs> but Arsenal was kind of you know they're just out of the Premier League picture. He wasn't playing in the Europa League, so I think that kind of got um, undersold and they really they replaced Alexis Sanchez who's one of the best players in the league pretty seamlessly I thought um, so the the whole question is the defense and you you the whole kind of point of Unai Emery is that he's going to organize the team and that'll raise them up a little bit I I don't love a lot of the signings they made a lot of the guys are older than I think Arsenal should be looking at but I think Lucas Torreira is really good I think he could make a difference um and I think the biggest reason I'm bullish on Arsenal is that I don't think United, Chelsea, or Tottenham have really done all that much to improve. Yeah, it's mostly like the the like the table setting. I mean, like it's it's kind of you really do forget that despite the the really catastrophic things you remember about Arsenal last year, they were like much better. And yeah, remember other, the, the Arsenal Man U game, <laughs> <laughs> but it was also just kind of like a case of like Manchester United well overperforming how good they actually were last season. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that'll happen again this season. Agreed. I'm maybe unsurprisingly going higher than sixth place. Uh, I love the signings that they made this year, Ryan, um, this, this summer. Torreira, you mentioned. Licksteiner, you may scoff because he's old, but he's covered for Bellerin and he has big game experience. Matteo Guendouzi, remember the name. The Frenchman. <laughs> It'll be impossible. With, with the David Luiz hair. That David Luiz hairstyle, actually, I don't know if that's like a trend now, but I'm for some reason there's a lot of dudes with like wild curly hair. Are there? Because I feel like I've only thought about At least a like, handful. three like Fabio Colaccini, da David Luiz, and now. <laughs> and all I can say Guendouzi. is I, I, Arsenal to their YouTube channel uploaded like a half dozen training videos this summer. Part of like kind of the rebranding of the team under new management and fucking sold, bro. I was just <laughs> enamored with what the, what these guys were doing in training and how hard they were working. I mean, it's it's obviously. I mean, this is the thing in the Arsene Wenger era. They they didn't release videos like this. If if they did release a training video, it was Wenger pacing back and forth with his hands behind his back as they played Rondo or whatever. So. You know they were sh they were showing all of these kinds of intricate drills. You could hear Emery's assistant in his accented English barking at them. It just seemed like something different. You know, it's like a, they're running a tighter ship. And if you watch Emery's press conferences lately, he talks very openly about tactics and tactical switches and formations that he's using. It's just feels like it just feels like this this team is kind of ready to I don't know break out break out meaning. Break Not out the sixth. <laughs> well, I would suggest that the players that have been there for you know the latter part of Wenger's tenure are ready to kind of break out of their stagnation. That makes sense. Also, there's just 
there's not really any expect expectations, especially as we're seeing with them projected to come in sixth. Yeah, it's just like you only, you don't need to do much to be moving in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Although That's it's interesting it. that the bet the betting markets have them predicted for seventy one points, and they finished with sixty three last year. That's a pretty pretty high uh, high jump they're projecting. Did you guys see the story today about this? It's funny. The Succession finale was this past weekend, and we had like a football version of Succession with Stan Kroenke taking over the club, basically, or buying the shares from uh, Alicia Uzmanov to have 97.1, 97.11% ownership of the club. Do you guys have a take on that? Because a lot of Arsenal fans are kind of worried about that. Hasn't Kroenke kind of been the one making the decisions the whole time anyway, for yeah. the most part? Yeah, silent Stan, pulling the strings. But I guess now he's just, you know, it's his. So now the title is, is the, he's is the, the only Logan functional Roy. change. Does that worry you, Donnie? I don't know, man. I mean, like, I'm not a fan that really gets too too, too concerned about, like, ownership issues. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, I guess insofar as those have ripple effects on the team's performance, I guess obviously you do. But, I mean, I don't have an opinion on it now other than it seems like the general opinion is negative. Well, Rams had a good year last year. So, <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. All right, let's move off from Arsenal. We should also say that Arsenal's first two matches, though, Pretty easy fixtures here, right? Man City and then at Stamford Bridge against Chelsea. Okay. <laughs> the good thing is though, those teams might be shorthanded. Yeah, I mean, like it's it's better to be playing Manchester City at this stage yeah. of the of the season than. But I'm just saying, later. just imagine Arsenal get tonked twice, and and you know, <laughs> it could be bad. I mean, anyway, yeah, you know, like ready to, to for the Arsenal in crisis headlines. Yeah. <laughs> Emery out. All right, so Bournemouth now. Uh, Sporting Index has them in 15th place. What say you? I can't imagine they're going to improve on a 12th place finish from last season. I mean, like, especially what they needed more of was, I mean, like, their their defense was the biggest problem. They've only made one uh, defensive signing, like, and they're still going to be relying heavily on Nathan Ake. I don't know. I think that they, I think they finished lower. I, I would put them... If I had to pick pick three relegation teams, I'd have Bournemouth in it. So I'm uh, I'm below as well. Their their defense is just god awful. Basically, <laughs> they allow so many deep completions, and um, by expected goals, they had one of the worst defenses in the league. Um, and they also can't score. So yeah, and they're also relying on Jermaine Defoe still to score. <laughs> so yeah, they were on, the only worst defense by expected goals was Stoke. So I think the bottom could fall out with Bournemouth pretty quickly. Not a believer in Eddie Howe, then. Not really. Their last three seasons, 42 points, 46 points, 44 points. It's pretty consistent. So if that that trend holds, they'll be somewhere between 40 and 45 points, which should be good for around 15th. Yeah, if if that trend holds, they'll be fine. But but I think um, there's a chance they drop off into the, the low 30s. Okay, so both of you say lower... Then 15th, I said higher. Next team, Brighton. Brighton and Hove Albion. They have them at 18th place, 39 points. They had 40 points last season. Do you guys subscribe to the towel of Chris Hutton? I'm in on Chris Hutton. <laughs> People tend to like Brighton because of Chris Hutton because he's such a swell guy. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, <laughs> it's, it's the, the David Fisdale of soccer. he's obsessed with length he's obsessed with length (laughs) I I like Brighton I'd put them above 18th I think 
they're the one team who they clearly have a very just an obvious sort of analytical backing in the in the players that they're going after. They're just signing like for a team like Brighton where you have a lot of money and you have a lot more money than teams that are way better than you across Europe, just buying young players that play consistently for teams that are better than you is actually a pretty simple, smart strategy. They got Ali Reza, Jahan Bakash, whose name I just butchered, who led... Uh, I think you got it right. I just preemptively apologize about every <laughs> name I pronounce now. Um, who led Eredivisian goals. A very exciting young player. I mean, maybe he doesn't work out because that Eredivisie to Premier League transition is is always kind of tough, but it's, it's... Yeah, I feel like an Eredivisie goal is like a third of a Premier League goal. Yeah, I mean, Josie so he had twenty one. He had he had twenty one <laughs> goals in the Eredivisie. So I think that's seven goals. He'll get seven goals this year. Yeah, well, it worked with uh, Suarez, so you know who knows. <laughs> um, and then they got uh, Bernardo from Leipzig, who is essentially a starting young starting fullback for Leipzig, and a handful of other guys. It and their defense is solid. The attack. They play a super conservative defensive style. Oh, but the I, God, I, Lewis Dunk. <laughs> <laughs> the Duffy and Dunk partnership. Duffy and Duffy Dunk. Dunk. On, on name alone, they're not going to get relegated. <laughs> uh, you know, Micah, tough start to the... Oh, I think that they're going to... I think that they will... I think they'll finish higher. I think they'll... Wow, so at the odds... Uh, so Sporting Index has them being relegated. Yep. Wow. I think that they will at least survive. I'm not. So I would not say that they're not going to be in a relegation fight, but I think that they'll end up winning that fight. Yeah. All right. Moving on, Burnley. Burnley Sporting Index has them <laughs> at 16th. I guess this is the Tower of Sean Dyche. They uh, didn't really make any moves at all. Uh, Joe Hart transfer. <laughs> <laughs> no, they got Joe Hart. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Joe Hart. And they got Ryan's favorite championship player, Vinny Steeles. <laughs> Burnley, Burnley, the team of like grit and, you know, I don't even know what other stereotypes. Signing a guy named Vinny Steeles is just too good. It's too fucking good. <laughs> the spiritual, pre- the spiritual protege of of Vinny Vinny Jones. We were talking about the yeah. <laughs> so, g- given that they didn't really make any moves this summer, so they'll have pretty much the same eleven. Uh, they finished seventh last year. Sporting Index has them dropping, was that, nine places yeah. to 16th. So I guess the betters out there or the people in general are thinking that they're due for an inevitable decline because seventh. You know, they also have Europa League fixtures or qualifiers to worry about in the in the start of the season. It's hard to improve upon the season that they had last season where they just kind of, everything worked. And then not to take that success and build on it by actually spending in the transfer market is kind of hard to maintain or to recreate. Like, there's no way to create continuity if you're not going to spend any money. But isn't the counterpoint to that, that having continuity, both management and personnel players and kind of an actual philosophy or a way of playing means that you can repeat what you've done in the past? Well, you have to be able to do both. I mean... I think that that's the argument Burnley would make, but it's hard because from Burnley's standpoint, they're sort of overachieving just kind of the style that they play, right? And then they're definitely overachieving the amount of money that they have. Mm-hmm. You know, teams like West Ham, Everton, Leicester, Southampton, they all have more money, more resources than Burnley. So, 
you're kind of, I think if you're just standing pat as Burnley, you're kind of relying on all of these other teams to just continue burning money, which I mean, maybe is not the worst strategy, but I, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I'm going to say above 16th. Yeah, really? I said higher as well. I said above 60, but just barely. I put them in 15th, so. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think that that's probably the, the, they'll probably finish higher than 16th. 16th, I think, right, you're, that means that you think the team's going to be borderline. You're, like they're right be on the edge fight, of a relegation fight. Yeah. Which could easily happen, but but I think, just give, given the uncertainty everywhere else, and like Donnie said, we know what Burnley do, I, I guess I'm weirdly backing them for the first time in five years or whatever. <laughs> All right, let, let's move on. We got the first of our newly promoted teams, Cardiff City, managed by our old friend Neil Warnock. Pretty much every predicted table I've seen has them at the very bottom. Is there any reason for us to believe or do you guys believe they'll finish anywhere but the bottom? No. Because Sporting Index also has them at the bottom, 20th place. Yeah, uh, push. So you're going insane. I mean, just Neil Warnock is like the least inspiring manager I've ever seen. I just, it's also just kind of like, you know, I, I, but I also love how matter of fact he is. Let's just like a brief moment of appreciation when they were playing Manchester City in the FA Cup. And he was just kind of like, well, actually, in training yesterday, we just put a bunch of sheets of paper on the, on the pitch and let the wind blow them around and had everybody chase them around for a while. And that's how we prepared for Manchester City. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, they have the lowest wage bill in the league. If you look at their starting 11, not a lot of household names there, you know, but Junior Hoylet, Aaron Gunnarsson. <laughs> junior oh, Hoylet. <laughs> That's a name from 2000. The, mar- the marauding outside. <laughs> anyway, I have them higher than 20th, but. I mean, higher team. than 20th is like, from a, just a savvy betting perspective, probably not the worst thing because they literally can't go any lower than 20th. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. All right, let's go on. Big team, big six, Chelsea. Sporting Index has them in fourth place. I went lower. What do you guys say? Lower. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Lower, out I of the Champions League. I'm willing to say out lower just because I wonder how long it takes for Sorry to turn Chelsea into Napoli too. Ryan, are you saying lower because you think Sorry Ball won't work in the Premier League? Or is it just because right now at Chelsea... There's so much unrest, and we're not sure if Willian, Hazard, Courtois, who's coming, who's going. Yeah, a lot of it is the uncertainty. I mean, I think, personally, I think Tottenham, Man City, and Liverpool are clearly better than Chelsea. Um, I think Man U is clearly more talented than Chelsea, and I think... Also, Chelsea will be exceedingly short this season. Yeah, and it's it's the transition from Sarri to from Conte to Sarri is tough because... Conte, ha- despite all of his bitching about their roster, that was a he had the types of players he wanted. He had very like workmanlike central midfielders. He had a t- like there were like seventy five wingbacks on the roster, forty five center backs, and those are just not guys that fit Sarri's style. So I'd, I'm not skeptical of Sarri's style working long term. I'm just skeptical of the uncertainty at Chelsea. How s- recently the turnover happened? How Conte was literally managing the team for the first couple of days of preseason that I think it's so competitive in the top six that all of that uncertainty just, 
I would, it's just hard for me to be confident in Chelsea, but they could easily finish top four still. Yeah. Well, plus that and Antonio Rudiger and uh, David Luiz playing a high line oh is not gosh. exactly a thing that expires confidence. <laughs> Wait, so Micah, did you say lower than fourth or higher? Or, or push? I am going to push on this one. I think that, I guess when I was saying that like, sorry, got Jorginho, I wanted to be like, all right, this will eventually work. But I mean, the reality of it is, is that I don't expect Chelsea to exactly jump like three or four marks out of 10 this season. Right. I'm going lower and I think that sorry could be a good bet to get sacked. I mean, it's always a good bet. Yeah. (laughs) 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 All right, moving on. Let's pick it up a little bit with the next slate of teams. We got Crystal Palace. Uh, Sporting Index has them at 11th. I'm saying lower. Uh, They also finished 11th last season. Roy Hodgson in his second season after saving them last year. Zaha may come or go, may stay or go. What do you guys say? 11th, higher or lower? I'm saying above. Crystal Palace is my pick for 7th. Really? Ooh, yeah. Really? Yeah. If Zaha stays, of course. Yeah, yeah. If Zaha leaves, then Zaha's gone. And Kabai, I think, is a weirdly underrated loss for them, too. Um, but Christian Benteke had one of the worst finishing seasons, basically, in the history of soccer. And I just don't think that that's going to happen again. Um, and they just had that super wild stretch to start the season where Frank DeBoer got no points and then got fired. <laughs> so I don't think they're going to start in that hole. So credit to Roy Hodgson. I can't ble- Again, I can't. another thing that I can't believe I'm saying. Seventh. Yep. Yeah. Wow. It's a European place, bro. What, what do you think, Micah? I don't know. If, I, I don't know exactly if I'm going to be as bold as seventh, but I think they'll finish higher than 11th. Um, I, again, yeah, I, it's kind of like, as improbable as it was to start the last Premier League season with seven losses and no goals at all, I think that it's <laughs> and for Christian Benteke to seemingly be fighting a season long battle against his ingrained instincts of missing uh, from six <laughs> feet in. Um, I think that it's going to be. I think that they'll improve on. I think that they'll improve on last season. Yeah, I'm going lower, just barely lower. I should mention. Ryan, you said Kabai's leaving. They have Kuyate from West Ham replacing him, basically. And then Max Meyer. Not great. I like <laughs> Max Meyer, but Kuyate, I still don't understand what he does <laughs> on a field. Do you guys think Max Meyer is going to live up to the hype? I guess he's still only 22. His name's been talked I mean, Obviously, the German player has been talked about German a lot messy. in the last few years. <laughs> German messy. I mean, it's a, gr- it's a great, you know, no... He's signed a pretty big deal. And another example of why you should always run out your contract as a professional athlete. Um, it, it's a good kind of low-risk move for Crystal Palace. It's it's hard for me to see him not being a pretty consistent contributor to them at, at worst. Right. All right. Everton. Sporting Index has him at seventh. I said lower, but just one spot lower in eighth. What do you guys say? They're still in the hunt for... A lot of players, it seems. Yerry Mina, one of them, they, the Barcelona center back. It still feels like they don't have a lot of the things that they need. I mean, super weird team. It's a very weird team. I mean, like last last season, they were trying to, you know, like put, you know, functioning combinations of tens and eights up top instead of having a striker. They still don't really have one. Um, not really. Like it's just kind of. Why don't you disrespect Chenk Tosun like that? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, they I got Richarlison though. 
They did get Richarlison. That's true. We love Richarlison. He always gets fouled. <laughs> That's his pri- primary skill is getting fouled. He's got that going for him. I, I think <laughs> I would say under two because seventh place is essentially the absolute ceiling for Everton, yeah. I think. And you're just you're kind of just buying into like the Marco Silva magic because you know obviously they finished um, eighth last year, like you said, Donnie. But I think their numbers were pretty bad. Um, so you're expecting a ton of kind of underlying improvement. The, the team is just they have like three actual consistent contributors who are in the 25 to 29 year range, which is usually where you want your best players because that's the prime of a <laughs> soccer player's career. So One of them, the recently signed Lucas Digne, though, from Barcelona. That was a, that was a good move. Yeah, that, that's another example of like, you know, sign a guy from a better team. Yeah. It's not a, not a terrible strategy. Great tattoos. Wait, late, 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 Baines is fantastic <laughs> tattoos. Late, Leighton Baines is still on Everton, right? Yeah, look at that. You had to ask that question. <laughs> uh, I mean, is Dinya going to start over him though? I guess it, this this projected eleven has him over him. So I think he will. Yeah. If he didn't, then that that signing didn't work out. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that's enough about Everton. Another, the second of our newly promoted teams is Fulham. Premier League back at Craven Cottage. They're back after five years in the Championship. Surprisingly. Sporting Index has them at 13th. Maybe that's not surprising because they've made some big name signings mm-hmm. over the summer. I actually have them higher than 13th in 12th. Ooh. And actually, uh, I should note for Sporting Index that they've gone up over the past three weeks, their projected point total. Alfie Mawson? Is that the Alfie Mawson The Alfie Mawson bump? <laughs> it could be the. I mean, I think they got Sherla during that t- uh, last couple mm-hmm. weeks too. They got Callum Chambers on loan, Callum Chambers on loan from Arsenal. And of course, earlier they signed Jean Michel Suri and Mitrovic. I guess Mitrovic was on loan there already, right? But yeah. Yeah, for yeah. half the year. The beefy boy. Sari, what an interesting they have journey. A, they have a really interesting, they have an interesting 11. They do. And they play. The thing I'm concerned about with Fulham, I, I I would say push, which I think is probably bizarre to like exactly predict them to finish in 13th, but that just sounds really right to me. Um, they want to play pretty attacking style, which is fun. But what happens when you play all of these teams that are more talented than you and you can't kind of dominate possession and you're not, they're not a team that has really played in a way on the back foot. Mm-hmm. So... What they do when that happens, I think, will be interesting. But this is just an example of, like, this is a promoted team, and they have John Michael Seri, who was essentially, it seemed like, an hour away from going to Barcelona, Barcelona last like. summer. Andre Scherla was overrated a couple of years ago, but, like, still played for the German national team in the World Cup final, has had a solid career. Um, Alfie Mawson's one of the highest, you know, rated young center backs. Mitrovic, you know, scores whenever he plays so yep and, and Ryan Sessegnon biggest height I mean I can't wait till he gets a gun tattoo on his calf <laughs> <laughs> I'm really interested to see Jesus if he lives up to if he, if he can live up to the hype in the Premier League agreed I'm excited about him all English people are fucking excited <laughs> so how long until you're not excited about him <laughs> <laughs> you better watch who he exits the club with but uh, uh Micah mm-hmm. 13th I up the table or lower. No, I think that I think that it's probably 
It seems, push? yeah, it seems right. I, th- I think I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna push this one yeah, too. Stop copying. I think me. that no, I think that, <laughs> I think that uh, that Jean Michael Sarri is going to have a wonderful first season at Fulham before moving to a bigger club. So I mean, there, there's a world where he is the best player outside of the top six, right? Based yeah. on kind of what we've heard about him and few times we've watched Nice play. Yeah. <laughs> the few times that who's watched Nice play. You mean YouTube compilations? Or uh okay. Huddersfield Town. Sporting Index has them at nineteenth. Obviously that's a relegation place. Last year they were just over the drop in sixteenth with thirty seven points. I actually have them at the bottom twentieth. Even though I like David Wagner. They're mm. another team that didn't do very much or actually, they did some business in the in, uh, transfer season. But my problem with them and a lot of teams like them is who's going to score the goals? Yep. Yeah. That's uh, Is it still Steve Mooney is going to be the spear? I have them as uh, a push. I would just pick them for relegation also. I think they were, you could argue that they were one of the three worst teams in the league last year. Um, had among the three worst sort of expected point totals based on the shots they took and conceded. Um, I like David Wagner. I don't even think it's really a failure on his part if Huddersfield get relegated because they have way less money than everyone else. Um, But the attack is just not great and the defense is interesting, but I don't, I still don't know if it's good enough. How about this combo of stats from StatsBomb last season? The highest box cross ratio last season and the second worst cross completion. Yeah, that's not a recipe. That's what happens when months. your striker is Laurent de Poitre or <laughs> Steve Mounier. Yes. <laughs> oh, so, by the uh, way, for the record, I also think they're getting relegated. So, so Huddersfield's going down. Cardiff City's going down. That's half of the teams in the Premier League. We'll get to the other half after this break. Before we get back to today's episode of Ringer FC, I wanted to tell you a little bit about the ringers merch at theringer.com slash shop we have tons of great stuff gear stickers hats t-shirts all kinds of things from your favorite ringer podcast favorite ringer favorite ringer bits i would even say we've got the one shining podcast friend of the program t we've got the watch baranski t we've got my personal favorite we've got two versions of this the blog boy tea and then we have micah peters favorite the ringer dad hat he's a, just a huge fan of dad hats right micah i mean like you know it makes me feel fancy <laughs> <laughs> so you got if you guys want to feel fancy like micah head over to the ringer shop at the ringer.com slash shop now back to the show all right boys we're back leicester city 10th place, according to Sporting Index. They were in 9th place last season. They're bringing back mostly the same team. They've added this guy, James Madison, from Norwich that people are really excited about, attacking midfielder. And the right-back, Ricardo Pereira, also people are excited about from Porto. So that seems like two savvy signings. Other than that, it's the same thing. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Johnny Evans. People are excited. (laughs) Johnny Evans for 3.5 or something like that? I, I mean, like, every every top six team in the Premier League wanted him, like, Supposedly. one year ago. <laughs> <laughs> now, Harry Maggs, Harry Maguire may be still leaving. Who knows? Stay tuned. Of course, they also lost Mares to Manchester City. 
What do you guys think? 10th place, higher or lower? It seems like it, they'll be around that 10th or 9th place, it seems. This one's tough because it's just really hard to know what kind of effect Mares leaving is going to have. You would imagine it's going to have a huge effect because he's awesome. <laughs> um, but And if he was there, I think I would feel pretty comfortable actually projecting Lester to finish in seventh, but he's gone. I I, I do like the business they've done. Um, you know, uh, Lester is one of the kind of standout teams in, in being smart about who they sign for the most part. Um, but I'm just worried. I mean, my main worry is Jamie Vardy's getting old. And <laughs> well, Jamie Vardy getting old and also the fact that are you going to be relying on a 21-year-old that, definitely overperformed in the championship. Yeah. And I mean like that's it's going to be a link up between James Madison and Jamie Vardy and is that the same thing as Mara's and Jamie Vardy? Yeah, I think it's definitely not the exactly. same. It's not. I, I think Madison's a good signing, but I think it's you don't want to rely on Madison too much right now. I think you're a guy that he you you hope he kind of adds on the fringes and then eventually is a big contributor. You know, Vardy's numbers have kind of, I mean, they haven't quite gone down exactly every year, but he's scored a bunch of penalties to inflate his numbers. Um, and he's going to be 31 this year, which is just, you know, right around the time guys start to slow down. I think Especially it, when you're a chain smoker. Just kidding. <laughs> just kidding. He jewels. I mean, it's um, just free Ianacho. You know, that's what I want. I want to see every time this guy plays, he scores goals at essentially an elite rate, but he hasn't played more than... I guess eight hundred nine minutes in a single Premier League season. So he's like the Nigerian Chicharito. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> I, I keep, I keep, I keep hearing that uh, Puel is like a good bet to be sacked this season. Is that just because Leicester goes through managers really quickly, or or people just? I mean, I guess if they're predicted to be tenth, it's not disastrous. That, that one's kind of yeah. confusing to me. I, I think. Well, he came. He did a really good job when he came in. When he came in last season, I mean, after Sam Allardyce was being a blowhard about giving English managers a chance, <laughs> like Claude Puel, you know, walked in, got the business, and took three points out of his next game. He also like I mean, did a pretty good job at Southampton. Then he left, and the team almost got relegated. Yes, <laughs> which speaks highly. He's just of a him. guy that he's competent, but nobody gets excited about him. Yeah, he's yeah. not. He's a game I, maybe that's why he's up for. Re- being fired because his teams just aren't that fun to watch. And I think playing sort of successful attacking football, you know, maybe buys you a little more time in the eyes of ownership while grinding out 1-0 wins uh, shortens your leash possibly. I don't know. I, I I don't see him getting fired, but it's the betting markets, I guess. Having him that high, that means there's something to it. All right, that's Lester. What's next in the alphabet? The moment you've been waiting for. Liverpool. Ryan O'Hanlon's <laughs> Liverpool. Over! <laughs> Sporting Index has them in second place. Of course, they finished in fourth place last season. They did make it to the finals of the Champions League. Everyone's talking about Liverpool's buys. This summer, they've basically... They've addressed up literally in, all of their needs. Yeah. Basically, they did like a FIFA thing where they just... Every position that they were in need... Of improvement, they improved upon, of course. New keeper, Allison Becker. New D-mid, Naby Keita. Uh, they also have Fabinho. 
They got Power, Power Cube, Cube <laughs> Shakiri. Ryan is over here. Depth. For those, since y'all are listening to this and not watching, Ryan is over here doing the chef's kiss right now. <laughs> Daniel Sturridge, like a new signing. <laughs> <laughs> I got to give it to Ryan first. Ryan, is Liverpool going to fish in above second place? Which I guess there's only one place they can finish or below. I would or love. Push. Dare you dream? I, I would love to say that Liverpool is going to win the Premier League, but they finished twenty five points behind Manchester City last season. <laughs> <laughs> and I just, I don't. I think Liverpool is going to be great. I think they're going to be much better than they were last year. And I think they were very good last year. Obviously, they made the Champions League final. Added one of the best keepers in the world. One of the better sort of Klopp style central midfielders in the in the world to that team. Their sort of star sort of attacking trio. All of those guys are getting getting older, but they're all in right in their prime. So I don't think you should see much of a drop-off from them. I mean, Salah is not going to score that many goals again next year, but I think he'll still be great. But it's just so much has to go wrong, I think, for City uh, to not win the title, and so much has to go right for Liverpool for them to get up to City's a, standpoint. So what I, a coward. I, <laughs> what a coward. What, a, what an objective journalist. You know? <laughs> I, I think I'm gonna say push. I think they are the clear second best team and the projected points in the markets kind of make that clear. I, I think the third third to sixth is closer than third to second um in sporting index. But I, I think Liverpool is more likely to finish in third or fourth than they are to finish in first. Because of Lovren? Because <laughs> of the best <laughs> best defender in the world. <laughs> Micah, is are Liverpool winning the league? Liverpool's not winning the league. I, are I they going to finish second? I think that they will finish second, much for the same reasons that we were talking about, like Arsenal is probably going to finish higher than they did last season. I mean, there's just no margin for error. And the thing is that like what we saw last season in the games where Liverpool played against Manchester City, we saw that they can definitely inconvenience them. But I don't think inconvenience that, them. I don't. Owns Guardiola. You mean I don't punt think, them into outer space. I mean, like, I mean, I'm talking about like in the like in the fullness of time over the course of an entire season. Yeah, I don't think right. that it'll be. I don't think that they're yet at the level that they will be like better than Manchester City this season. But I mean, like, it'll be close. Oh, I thought you meant like head to head. Oh no 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 no! That's not what I mean. I mean like head to head. Like they're still Manchester City's nightmare. I I mean I I think Liverpool probably win the sort of head to head matchup this year. Yeah. But despite my prediction, well, if you guys won't do it, I'll say it. Liverpool are winning the fucking league. Hell yeah! <laughs> Higher than second. Wow. First. Klopp's wow. first trophy. Klopp's first trophy. Oh, man. England. I love you. <laughs> <laughs> wow, a tender that's moment. A, that's a good segue here to Manchester City. Next in the alphabet, conveniently. The Sporting Index, predictably, has them in first place. Of course, as we mentioned, they finished in first place last season and pretty much broke every record for a team uh, other than going invincible. Or... Winning a trouble, <laughs> or yeah, they, they did get a, they did get a double. They did get a double. Don't forget the EFL Cup. They bought Riyad Mahrez. It's basically their only buy. It's pretty uh, great no, buy. No, no Premier League team has repeated since United in '09, but it's hard to see them regressing too much, right? I mean, with the same, all the same star players plus Mahrez. Yeah, and it's like Mendy will be there the whole season. Presumably, yeah. you'll have Laporte bedded into the team there for a full season. Uh, 
it looks like Bernardo Silva is ready to turn into the next uh, Guardiola <laughs> second season superstar. Yeah, he, looked, yeah. he looked amazing in the in the. I mean, I know the Community Shield is the Community Shield, yeah. and Chelsea were undermanned, but City was just carving them open. Shout out to Phil Foden, Phil who Foden. also like <laughs> is looking like a star. It's. Uh, I think for me, I think he can get a tattoo of a gun on his calf. I mean, like he's already got like <laughs> yeah. the, the like the Where's soldier Foden boy slits in his eyebrows. Like, That's I true. mean, it's. I'm I'm with it. Oh, wait, he has cuts in his eyebrow. Yeah. He does. Very nice. I, I think with that. the one weakness is the same weakness I saw for City last year, which is that uh, their only defensive midfielder, in my eyes, is Fernandinho. And he's, he's old. Old, but last year he ended up playing uh, almost 3,000 minutes, the most minutes he's played in a season for Manchester City, <laughs> which is wild because he was 32 last year. So, I mean, you could probably look at that as maybe the, you know, Wheels are going to fall off, but... That's why they were so hot and heavy after Jorginho, right? Yeah. Yeah, so it's kind of weird that they didn't have a backup plan to Jorginho. Um, I think it's, I guess, Gundogan, possibly even Fabian Delph sliding into that position. Um, Yikes. But he made Fabian Delph a championship-quality left-back, so I, it just seems like there's enough depth on this team that if Fernandinho's say, God forbid, suffers a season-ending injury, that, like, Guardiola will be able to, you know, play some weird five-center-back formation or something, play John Stones and turn him into, like, Busquets or something like that <laughs> to make up for it. And even that is, like, again, Liverpool is sort of the team that everyone's projecting to come in second, but Liverpool finished in fourth last year. It's not like the man, man used the one being projected to make the jump, and Liverpool has to make up 25 points, and that's just... There's not a David Silva's getting old. That's about it. You know, yeah. <laughs> like I, I, it's hard for me to. I mean, but you're saying 25 points in a season where literally everything went right for City. I mean, not everything, but I mean that that's kind of an outlier. They're not going to get 100 points this season. That's true. They did win a lot of games. They shouldn't have all those won. games at the death. All those little Sterling goals in like the 89th minute in the beginning of the season. Remember. I just feel like they've improved year over year, and I have no reason to disbelieve that, even though they they haven't really addressed their... I mean, like, their, the chink in their armor last year was, again, the defensive midfielder position. I mean, like, if Fernandinho were to get injured, they did have, like, Gundogan slot in and pull strings there and, you know, manage to find a way to paper over the cracks, but I don't think that it'll be a situation where they're going to regress at all. Yeah, I mean, they're, if you look at their underlying numbers, they're based on expected goals. We're projected to get around 92 points, and they got 100, so they definitely overachieved. But Liverpool came out to 79, so that's still just based on the performance, a 12-point difference. So you need an improvement for Liverpool, a drop-off from City, and probably some bad luck on City's part, some good luck on Liverpool's part, I think. So, ba so basically, both of you guys are saying City are going to repeat. I don't think it's going to be a massive like. It won't be twenty points like November. I've been making like <laughs> jokes about for you know months, but it, I think that they'll win it win it pretty handily. Boring. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So since I said Liverpool were winning the league, obviously City can't win the league, so I have them lower in second. Which brings us to Micah. Oof. Manchester United. Clear out. <laughs> Who Sporting Index have in third place. Of course, they finished second. People still forget they finished in second last season. 
lost in the FA it's Cup. Pretty final. easy to forget. Seemingly actually, their manager has forgotten that. Too. Yeah, <laughs> this is Jose Mourinho, of course, his third season, and he has been acting a fool. He's just been this like angry summer. and sunburnt and yelling at the kids. Um, they did you know, buy Fred. It, it's, <laughs> you can't yeah, I, can't for, I really can't forget about Fred, can I? Um, Lee Grant. Yeah. Who? Oh yeah, yeah Lee Grant. Lee Grant. <laughs> who uh, I think Peter Crouch was saying was one of the best keepers he's ever played with. So sick. Competition for <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, but like. So, so Micah, third place. Does that sound right to you? No, it doesn't sound right to me. The thing Oof. is that, like, I'm thinking, like, I think that we finish outside of the top, the, the like, outside of the Champions League places. Wow. Yeah. I mean, like, there's just so much that is, like, so I mean, we didn't address anything, like, that we actually needed. There's, we don't have a center back. We don't have, like, any, I mean, like, both of our starting fullbacks are still 33. And... Mourinho public publicly facing he's fine with that although it's just kind of like we were actively trying to swap Martial for for Willian apparently <laughs> and on Get top of that like instead of congratulating Paul Pogba for you know being the best player in the World Cup and winning it Mourinho's just kind of like let's see if he can bring that focus back to United instead of congratulations. I'm so <laughs> no, glad did, that no, you realized. No, no, no. He did congratulate him a little bit. He okay. Did say not, that, I'm yeah. not saying that it was just it's it was all stick, but it was more stick than it needed to be. Anyway, as far as like Mourinho, he is going full season three. Uh and I suspect that he flames out before November. <laughs> oh man. I still I still I still look at their eleven. Or their projected 11. And I see, I mean, of course, a lot can happen in the next 48 hours before the tra transfer deadline. But I still see Lingard, Pogba, Sanchez, Lukaku. That's an elite attack force. Yeah, it should work, right? It sh it looks Martial. great. Yeah, Martial is there. But I mean, like, also him and Mourinho on the outs because he decided to, with great malice of forethought, leave the preseason tour to witness the birth of his child. Um, you know, and was how basically dare, how dare he? for that. <laughs> how dare he? <laughs> Um, I'm also I'm also looking at the first five matches for United. It's Leicester on Friday, then at Brighton, Spurs, at Burnley, at Watford. I mean, it's not exactly that daunting of a list of yeah. fixtures. They could get get off to a quick start. I know they have players that are fresh off the World Cup, but I feel like you know Mourinho does his Mourinho things, and expectations might be low, but it's still a fucking loaded team. Ryan, don't you think? Yeah, I uh, I wrote about Manu last week on uh, the Ringer dot com, the website that employs all of us, and uh, <laughs> great site. You know, I, I talked to some people, and these guys that at Twenty First Club they have a model that kind of tries to rate every individual player, and based on that, the eleven best players on United are the sixth best collection of eleven players in the world, and the top eighteen on United are the third best of any team in the world. So, like, the squad is totally there the performance like man use the you know poster child team for this team should regress the next year based on their performance because they haven't really added anyone new unless you think fred is like a world-class game-changing midfielder which maybe he is i don't think that he is i think he probably would have played a little bit for brazil probably at the world <laughs> cup if that was the case it's exactly what donnie's saying it's the actual performance was not great i, I think De Gea bailed them out a lot and they got lucky in a bunch of games. And 
were flattered by a second place performance. But the talent is just incredible. Like Pogba, San, like Sanchez, like Alexis yeah. Sanchez, you're kind of connecting yourself to an older player when you have a bunch of young attacking talent, but he's still one of the he best Premier League players of this he, decade. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Um, so I, the way I look at United is that I think they underachieve because I think anything for a team as wealthy as United, I think anything other than first or direct challenge for first is underachievement. I think they underachieve. I think they're in a fight for fourth is how I would look at it because the players are too good. That means below third. Mm-hmm. Yeah, below for so me So I'm well. pushing, I'm saying third. All right, we have six teams left, so let's breeze through them. Newcastle United, Sporting Index has them at 14th. I have them in 16th. Again, another team that doesn't didn't buy anybody uh, of note, really. Japanese striker from Mainz, uh, Yoshinori Muto, a keeper. Rondon. Oh, yeah, Rondon on loan from West Brom. They traded, I guess, it was like a swap for Dwight Gale, who, I don't know, Dwight Gale seemed pretty good for them last season, but, I mean, Rondon, I guess, isn't trash either. I mean, he's trash. He's, he's big and brawny, and they do different you know, things. Like, they do different true. things. He has that's some true. good attacking positioning, I guess. Uh, he, he's you a know, weird... Rafa stays complaining. He's like Mourinho level of complaining, but just a little bit lower decibel. <laughs> it's more like just kind of like quiet and reasoned despair. It's just kind of like everything Somehow, is like, going bad, but you know, like all right, throwing his entire team on the bus under the bus all the time, but they don't quit on him still <laughs> somehow. <laughs> that that's the biggest question for me is Rafa. I mean, I think he's an incredible manager, um, but there's a world where he's just like fuck this, and he leaves in November, even though it seems like he he actually loves living in Newcastle. Which shout out to him. I mean, <laughs> um, he really likes punching horses, I guess. Uh, <laughs> he'll be managing Chelsea. Job. He'll be he'll be taking over the Chelsea job in November. Well, that's that's <laughs> back to Chelsea. But like, <laughs> Newcastle finished in tenth last year, which for a promoted team, that's awesome. You know, to yeah. jump up to tenth. So my whole thing is with Rafa, whether or not he goes, I have them as over because you know dropping from tenth to fourteenth. We don't know. A lot of these other teams have a lot of uncertainty. I, I don't. I think that you can. N- Getting Newcastle, the value of Newcastle dropping off a little bit, but not dropping all the way to 14th and taking the over seems like the way to do it for me. I mean, but to, to be fair, between like 10 and Yeah, the points are the same. It's, yeah, it's <laughs> just a morass. It's impo- yeah, it's impossible to be able to call that. Yeah, directly, should mention but. should mention Korean national team captain Ki Sung Young is now with Newcastle and rejoining John Joe Shelby. They were together at Swansea, so that could be an interesting pivot that nobody cares about. All right, Southampton. <laughs> Southampton Sporting Index has them in 12th. I have them in 17th, so lower. You're not high on Mark Hughes? (laughs) (laughs) They did finish in 17th also last season. They have Yannick Vestergaard, the center back from Gladbach, and this uh, Mohamed El-Yunusi from Basel. Those are their two main buys. Haven't they basically just lost their two best players, yeah. Buffal and Tadic, and not replaced them? And no, like, yeah, I mean, like, they still have Lamina. You don't have a number 10. Isn't Lamina their, one of their best players, I guess? Yeah, I guess, Lamina. Uh, they're two best attacking players, yeah. I should say. Buffal's not that good. Tadic was good. But that I mean, one goal, Southampton is a, is a team that leaves me so, like, just tepid. They're just tepid. 
it, it really does seem like they've kind of lost their way from being the savvy team that was always just recycling, making a ton of money from Liverpool, and then yeah, recycling like, the money. Yeah, seller, uh, being a seller club. And that, now they have Mark Hughes. That's the thing. <laughs> like, where, where did that, where did the Van Dyke and Mane and all that money go? Uh, I mean, I guess there could be an argument, right, that they're like holding on to it until the market bubble kind of drops back down and that money becomes worth more. But like, have fun spending it while you're in the championship, I guess. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like, I, I don't think they're going to get relegated. I, it's a weird thing. Their numbers aren't that bad. They're, they were right around 12th last year, like expected goals wise. But I, I, I have them under as well. So below 12th. Yes. Yeah. And Micah's the same. Yeah, same. Also below 12th. Tottenham Hotspur last year, third. Actually, three seasons in a row under Pochettino in the top three. Third, second, and third. Uh, they're predicted, though, by Sporting Index to be fifth this season outside of the Champions League. They have not bought a single player. Much <laughs> yeah. to the chagrin of Pochettino. Wasn't he saying that like all of the guys they re-signed were basically new players recently? <laughs> <laughs> that's that's the that's the exact same shit as your mom telling me telling you we got food at home. Like that's <laughs> to be fair, they got Lucas Mora, I think, in right in the in the winter window. So he's kind of new. Yeah, and he I mean it's it's tough to acclimate to Pochettino's system, I would imagine, halfway through the season. Yeah. Yeah. Um they have a new stadium too. Of course, they're not at Wembley this year anymore. Gone they're is new. the Wembley curse. Gone is the Wembley curse. They're, uh, I guess they haven't officially sold the naming rights yet, but it's a billion-dollar stadium. It opens September 15th against Liverpool. That makes me I'm nervous. saying lower than fifth. I'm saying sixth. <sighs> wow. I think Tottenham is probably the most underrated team on this list. I don't understand. Like they were, They're probably the most consistent team in England over the past three years. Like you said, they finished third, second, and third. In my eyes, were arguably the second best team in the league last year. Were as good as Liverpool, played Liverpool toe-to-toe, got got smoked by City both times. Um, but I know they haven't added anyone, but like their entire team is 29 or younger, which is exactly what you want. And... I know that they haven't bought anyone, but it's not like the other teams have made other teams other than Liverpool have made these huge uh, investments, these game-changing signings, and being able to like make money on Tottenham just being consistent again um, seems like a sort of no-brainer to me. So I, I think Tottenham, I, I'm pretty confident they're going to finish in the top four again. I mean, they're they've done it the past three years. It didn't really add anybody. Before last, well, they added Davison Sanchez. Sanchez was a good, a big signing. Was a huge signing for but them. Sissoko was like that. He didn't do anything. Yeah, and then Lucas Moore. They, I mean, like was basically only playing cup matches. Yeah, Harry Winks is back. <laughs> <laughs> Harry <You know>? Winks. <laughs> uh, I mean, no, I think they'll. I think that they'll at least finish fourth. So over. Yeah, I'm gonna go with the over. Same or above. Sorry, Donnie. Higher, I think, is the word that we were (laughs) using earlier. North. Above, below. (laughs) Wait, so you said higher than... Higher than fifth. Because that's that's Manchester United's place. Higher in the table. (laughs) Yeah. And and Ryan said higher as well? Mm Mm-hmm. Great. Okay. Last three teams. The W teams. Watford. Predicted 17th by Sporting Index. I have them relegated. Ooh. Mm. You love Marcus Silva. 
<laughs> and Richarlison, my, I guess, too. <laughs> my, my loyalty to Marco Silva. No, I don't even know why I had them relegated. It's just when I was doing my planning my table, it's just I liked. You forgot about them until the end because they are W team. I just like 17 teams better. That's fair. That's, that's, that uh, is, that's that usually is how you project fair. it. Yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> It's uh, well, why should we be excited about Watford? I don't think we should. I mean, I mean like, I what the, there was like that one game at, after Javi Garcia took over where the uh, Watford beat Chelsea four to two, but Chelsea was already like waffling by then. And yeah, I, I don't know, I, I don't really see that much cause for excitement. That uh, I mean, they went from Silva, who's kind of an open attacking manager, to a super defensive manager, and their defense was actually pretty solid last year but like Richarlison kind of couldn't hit the side of a 17 barn stacked together you know last year but was their best attacking player and it's just this attacking group is kind of it's kind of dire you know Tom Cleverly they have, Pereira they have Ricardo Pereira he's pretty good he's underrated that's fair Decore but Decore like, led Decore, the team in scoring seven yeah. goals I'm well, surprised he didn't get sold personally but he, he seems like he his agent was trying to link him with basically every team and no one bit. Um, <laughs> I don't think I see DeCorey scoring that many goals again. Um, and then Troy Deeney's still there. I mean. They're trying to ship him out though, apparently. <laughs> yeah, it's just. Unless I, with the bloods might get hairy. <laughs> <laughs> I've got this as a push because I think their their ceiling is pretty low and their floor is pretty low too, but not as low as a couple of the other teams. I, I don't think, I wouldn't project them to get relegated, but it's hard for me to see them really being any higher than 17th or 16th. Wow, what an endorsement. Micah, <laughs> <laughs> are they getting relegated? The Hornets. Uh, let's see. I... I mean, they signed Ben Foster. They did sign Ben so. Foster. <laughs> nah, I, I, don't think, I don't think they get relegated. I mean, okay, there's, so there's, higher. Yeah, I'm going to go with higher. I actually know it. Push. I predicted a 17th, so push. You, you pushing that one? You going straight 17th? Mm. Does it matter? Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to go ahead and push. <laughs> All right, last two teams. West Don Ham United. Donnie's two My, favorite teams. Donnie's favorite. <laughs> no, it's just, this, is, this is Donnie's singular favorite team now that Jack Wilshire is on it. Uh, West Ham United are projected by Sporting Index to finish in 8th place. They finished in 13th place last season. Of course, they not only added Jack Wilshire, they have a new manager with great European pedigree. That's Manuel Pellegrini, who replaces David Moyes. They signed Felipe Anderson from Lazio, the French center back Issa Diop from Toulouse. They got Yarmolenko, the Ukrainian from Dortmund, Fabianski between the pipes. I love this West Ham team. I'm <laughs> saying higher than eighth place. Damn. Without Lanzini? <laughs> If you're saying higher Lanzini's, than eighth, that means Lanzini's coming back sometime next year. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> sometime next year is so dark as fuck. No, 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 you, not next season. Next year, it yeah, could be January. I, so yeah. you basically think that they're going to finish in seventh, or like possibly even higher than that? Is what you're no, saying? No, seventh. I'm saying they're going to finish in seventh. Okay. Mm -hmm. I mean, that's a pretty big jump. I. It could be. It could be. But I think they finish points lower. are forty are forty nine. And last That's year true. they had 42 points. I mean, of course, they're projected at eighth, and I'm saying seventh, so maybe they like it. <laughs> 50 points, 51 points or something. They're, they're interesting. Um, Pellegrini is a very good manager, and I think a really good manager can make a pretty big difference uh, lower down the table. Um, you know, taking a uh, guy who did a pretty good job at Real Madrid 
and using him to replace David Moyes is a massive upgrade, yeah. <laughs> I think. <laughs> um, and I, I love Felipe Anderson. I think he's another guy that has the potential to be the best player in the league outside of the top six. If he Also healthy, has the David Luiz hair. Has the David Luiz hair. Absolute dribbling machine, but also when, another guy who, when he plays, basically scores and creates at like an elite level. Um, it's just that he hasn't been able to stay healthy. His best season was a couple of years ago when he was 21, um, when he sort of played a full season. Then he's struggled with injuries since then. But it's it could be another sort of Piat, I think, situation for West Ham where they mm. just have this incredible player that should really not be on West Ham. <laughs> uh, so that that that's a good risk, but it's an injury risk. Wilshire will make the midfield better. Um, take that statement uh, for what you will. <laughs> But I still don't know who the rest of the midfield is going to be, and that's going to be an issue. You know, Issa Diop, I like. He's young. Um, I just like that signing for that reason. Yarmolenko is, eh, you know, it's whatever. fine. I mean, like, kind of was a good stopgap for Dortmund when, you know, like Royce Royce is injured and then Bobby Ang eventually left. Um, I like, I actually like Fabianski a lot. I think he's a good shot stopper. Just way better than Joe Hart. (laughs) Um, but like West Ham just were not very good last year. Finished in 13th, I think. Really could have been lower in the table. So I think, I don't see West Ham being in a relegation scare at any point, but I think they'll be below 8th. But exactly though, I think I'm going to go 10th. Tenth exactly? Let's say eleventh. We've come to our final team. Wolves. I'm gonna fix wolves. <laughs> you can fix wolves. Are you Nuno Espirito Santo? <laughs> it's our it's actually the third of our newly promoted teams. Everybody's talking about wolves. So much so, in fact, that sporting index for a newly promoted team, Wolverhampton, ninth place. In the top ten. Which is amazing. Of course, they won the championship last year. Automatic promotion. They basically have a, what, 14 Portuguese players? (laughs) We'll find out what it's like to have a national team in the Premier League. (laughs) Including Rui Patricio, the number one keeper. Of course, Ruben Neves, the midfielder pulling the strings. I don't know. Willy Boley. Jao Moutinho from Monaco. Diogo Hota's very good. Diogo Hota is very good. Uh, I mean, their that, manager is also Portuguese, Nuno Espirito Santo, Michael mentioned, who's just a G. <laughs> good manager. I don't know the way to put it. Uh, man, ninth, though, for a promoted team is a is a pretty high projection. I have a feeling, honestly, that they're either going to really do well or just really suck. There's like no in-between. <laughs> Jorge Mendez just decides to pull the plug halfway through the season and <laughs> everyone leaves. Nah, give me all my shit back. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'd, ninth seems excessive. It does, but it's like then you you look at these players and it's like, does any other team outside of the top six have as good of a starting 11 just based on kind of the talent? I don't know, which is another crazy thing to say about a promoted team. I'm just going to take the under for what you just said, Donnie, like, there's a chance it could go wrong. I mean, I think they're they're going to be very good actually next year, but like they could be very good and finish 11th. You know, yeah. ninth seems high, but I, I'm I mean, this is 
they're the most interesting team outside of the top six. I'm going to say under, but I mean, seventh is like, I guess not even out of the question. I don't know. Yeah. I haven't had, a, Do, I haven't actually had a bold prediction yet, except for the fact that Manchester Manchester United is going to finish fifth. I'm going to say that they'll bet. I'm going to go over. I'm going to go higher. Nice. I like that. Damn, higher than ninth? Higher than so, ninth. Whatever. It, Let's I go. Guess <laughs> <laughs> top four? Uh, yeah, definitely. Definitely. I have, them, I have them one spot lower in 10th. But overall, do you think that for like the neutrals or just in general that people are against Wolves because of like what they might deem as chicanery and the construction of the team and the mm-hmm. fact that it's so Portuguese heavy and Mendez agent involvement and this and that? I because I ask you, I ask you that because if that's the case and there's like this groundswell of them being kind of an enemy team, which they kind of were in the championship, you know, maybe teams will turn it up a notch when they play them and not be t- taken by surprise. Yeah, I, I wonder about that. I think five years ago that would have been a bigger deal, and I think in the championships it's a bigger deal because it's I, I guess a little more provincial English? in a way. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, but like all all the teams in the Premier League, uh, even Burnley, you know, have. Uh, a lot of foreign influences. So I think that you can do whatever you want after you've already started a season with no coach and only 13 players before. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> All right, guys. Can you believe it? We finished. It's 20 teams. Did you guys even like, when you were going higher and lower, did you even make like a, a table? Yeah, I've, I've got a table. All right. So <laughs> Micah doesn't. No, though. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Mike has every my... team finishing in the top 10. I have every team <laughs> finishing in the top 10. It's it's all possible. Ryan, we can just exchange notes then. I have Watford, Cardiff City, and Huddersfield being relegated. And my top four in order, Liverpool, City, United, the Arsenal. I've got Bournemouth, H- Huddy, and Cardiff <laughs> <laughs> getting relegated. And then I've got City first, Liverpool second, Tottenham third. And... I can't believe I'm going to say this. Arsenal fourth. Yeah. <laughs> uh, for those of you listening at home, just tabulate Micah's table. It probably doesn't even make it's sense. It probably doesn't make sense at all. <laughs> but I mean, like I, the, the the important parts are that Manchester City is going to win again. Liverpool will come in second. Probably and United's going to be in sixth. And Wait, United sixth and Wolves in eighth, right? Yeah, yeah. United sixth, Wolves in eighth. <laughs> and fill in the rest of the blanks. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Thank you, Ryan. Thanks, Donnie. Thank you, Micah. Thanks, Donnie. Happy start of the Premier League season. We'll see you all in two weeks. Peace.